Beloved, you are about to listen to another enlightening and life-transforming teaching by Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna, the senior pastor at the Pliro Nation Accra, Ghana. We pray that you are blessed watching this video or as you listen via our podcast station. Stay connected and grace to you. Jesus is Lord. Of the year gone, it's not by minds, it's not by power, but as being by the spirit and the grace of God. Let's lift up our voices and bless the name of the Lord. Let's give him praise. Let's glorify him, bless magnify him, exalt and extol him. He is great, he is great, he is good, and his mercies endure forever. Bless the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Bless the great I am, bless the I am that I am. Celebrating, 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 Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we exalt you. Jesus, we magnify you. Jesus, we glorify you. Hosanna in the highest. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Be thou exalted, Lord. Be thou glorified. Be thou lifted up. Jehovah, we celebrate you. Jehovah, we magnify Be thou glorified. Be thou magnified. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. 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 We glorify you. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
And so he, he actually went to meet the Lord, and the Lord told him, uh, don't worry, they've not rejected me, they rejected me. And then he comes and tells him, all right, you can have a key. This is the key that the Lord has given to you. And then he, 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 he actually said, um, Judge me today if I have uh, oppressed anyone, if I have taken what belongs to another person, if I had uh, if I have uh, stolen from anybody, if I have exported anybody, or if I have done treacherously or wrongly to anybody, and they told him, We judge you rightly, there's nothing wrong with you. You are actually an excellent leader. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. But you know, the issue was that they had was with his sons, not with him. But the actual fact was that he was still alive. Uh, but they were hungry to see his sons have no integrity. At least for the fact that he was still alive, they should have kept on reporting to him and they would have been making things straight. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And in the event of him doing his best to make things straight, things don't get straightened up, at least they should have asked him to raise another church for them. But their issue was not the church. Their issue was we want to be like other nations. Their issue was we want to go to war, we want to win wars. And God's intention for his people was to have a people of peace. Shalom. He wanted a people that would live in peace. Not so, uh, uh, and even in Egypt, all their seemingly wars, he had to fight for them. Because the place where he, he, he dealt with the, Egypt, the gods of Egypt, the Red Sea, the, uh, and Apartheid, he was the one who dealt with the Egyptians there. And uh, they began to fight when they entered into the Promised Land. The fighting was important for the possession of the land. But after that, God wanted the people who would enjoy peace. Because after war, is meant to be peace. But they didn't want to enjoy peace. And so they wanted to be like other nations. They had a conquest mentality. And God's idea for them was not conquest. God's idea for them was to have a chosen people. To have a chosen people. And miss the many people. That's why they are the chosen ones and the others are called. Did, did God divide people, uh, the Old Testament were divided into the, the Jews and the Gentiles? What do you call the Jews and the Bohemian, the nations? So God just wanted these selected people to be his. And then they will enjoy his peace, his shadow peace. The Mohim can be fighting, they can be having crisis, they can be having issues, they can be dying, and every other it, it's not going to affect them. They saw a taste of this in Goshen. When the plagues hit Goshen, amen. So when the plagues hit Egypt, for Goshen was what? Preserved. They saw a taste of it. In other words, that God was trying to make them understand that I want to seclude you so that you will enjoy what others are not enjoying. So when others are having crisis, when they are seeking to conquer other nations and all that, you're going to be living in peace, enjoying yourself. But now, um, one of the challenges we have is that, uh, as human beings, we may know God's will, but some of the times we choose our own will. And when we choose our own will, God will not strive with us. But taking your own will comes at a cost. That is just the simple truth. God is not going to strive with you, he's not going to force his will on you, but taking your own will comes at a cost. Remember once, uh, I went to meet my biological father and I asked him, son, uh, what do you do when somebody, when somebody is going astray? You see, you counsel the person. You counsel the person. And so okay, what if when you counsel and counsel that the person does not lose? He said, you need the person. He said, you need the person. God does not strive in our will. God does not try to force his way into our lives. God actually stands and 
reveals his will to us and expects us to take his will. Now, if we don't take his will, we are free to take our will. But taking our will always comes with a cost. God's will for his people has always been peace, not conquest, not battle, as it were. Praise God forevermore. Battle came in the possession of the land, but after the land is being possessed and they kept possessing and possessing, now you should start enjoying peace. But God gave you a land to possess. This is a geographical location you have to possess. After you are possessing, what are you looking for? They are set for something more than what God has given, brought them into the choice of looking for everything for themselves. And so when we begin to seek for more than the good, what God has given to us, we begin to make choices that are going to be detrimental to our lives. God's plan is, was peace for the children of Israel, but they had their plan. And he would fight with them, he allowed their plan. And their plan came with the cost. When you heard what Samuel told them concerning the kind of king they are going to have, he's going to turn your sons to soldiers, your daughters to cooks, and he'll take a few portion of what you produce, and any of that. That was their plan. That was what they wanted. And they were fine with it. I think you know what I'm saying. They were fine with it. And God does not, God, even though, even if God is not fine with what you are fine with, he cannot force his will on you. So what he does is hold his will and allow you to have your will. But our will always comes with a cost. God's will comes at a cost to him. Our will comes at a cost to us. And the cost our will will cost us is always very, very detrimental. To date, most of the issues that we are still having is still boils down to their choices, their will. When uh, Pilate brought Jesus and they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's an innocent man, they say, let his blood be of one person, our generation, and our children. They are weak, they are weak, they are weak, they are weak. Now, it's good to be strong-willed, but we must be strong-willed in the center of God's will. When strong-willed is outside God's will, it becomes very much detrimental. Now, so, somewhere we have to make them understand, we are making a choice that is not within the confines of the will of God. And then we have to make them understand the root of their of, 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 uh, of their nation, where they came out from. And he says something, he said, and Samuel said to the people, the Lord chose Moses and Aaron. Now, why did he have to bring out this uh, verse of scripture? Praise God. Why did he have to tell them that the, 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 the King James says, and Samuel said unto the people, it is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron. King James says, advance. Praise God forevermore. Now, um, 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 uh, uh, WB and HEB says appointed. Um, and then um, the Bible basically says the Lord is witness who gave authority to Moses and Aaron. And so we can see um, the word authority, we can see choice, we can see advance. Amen. And we can, uh, and we can see appointed. So looking at it here, we were trying to help them understand that their leadership did not come by democracy. It was not the people's choice. It was God's choice. So you're trying to understand that you are not trying to choose a king for yourself. But let me tell you, let me take you back to history, how you came out of Egypt. You came out of Egypt on the grounds of God's choice, not on your choice. Salvation is not based on our choice, it's based on God's choice. Ephesians 2, verse 5 and verse 8 says, We are saved by grace. True faith, not of works. Compressing good verses together. Salvation is based on our on God's choice, not on our choice. Now, the train of Egypt, it was someone was trying to bring to the understanding something. 
you didn't come out by your choice. If you left to your choice, you would have died in Egypt as slaves forever. You didn't come out by your choice. You came out by the choice of Yahweh. He chose Moses. And he chose what? Aaron. And another translation says, he appointed them. You see, the appointment was based on his authority. Yahweh appointed Moses and Aaron on the grounds of his authority, not on the grounds of what the children of Israel wanted or what did they want. That means the word, he appointed them and gave them to them. So whether you like it or not, you don't like it, it's, it's your cup of tea. And most of the time, as human beings, we like our will so much, so we don't really like what is appointed and given to us. We don't like what people, because if you are forcing me to my truth, we don't like what is forced to us. That's the reason why a lot of legacy we don't like the will of God, because we just feel that God did not take consent from us, and he just appointed someone and gave to us. Oh, why would God just appoint Moses from the, the, son, the sons of Korah in, 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 in the wilderness began to bring up issue? And the point is, why was he the hero? Oh, why was he the Moses? And Moses is turning this thing to family. They have to be here, God, the way they hear God. So why was he, why was he the dead? Why would God just appoint somebody and give to us? But Samuel was trying to understand something. You did not get here by your choice. You got here by what? The choice of God. If the choice of God brought you out of Egypt, the choice of God is meant to sustain you. And in the fullness of time, we see that God brought his own choice in the person of David. But the middle point between their choice and David, they went through a lot of hardship. So he makes them understand that God appointed Moses and Aaron. God gave them authority. That's why when they spoke to when uh, Miriam spoke to Moses, um, the way she spoke to Moses, the Lord told them, say you have the right to talk to Moses. I, a man who I speak to mouth to mouth, I don't speak to him through dreams and vision. His level is higher than dreams and vision. I speak to him mouth to mouth. That means there's a depth of fellowship we have that it is, he doesn't say um, it maybe um, he heard me by mistake or his emotion got involved by was No, 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 no. When I speak to Moses, I suspend his emotions and he hears me clearly. So when he comes and speaks, it is clear. There is no trans error in his, in the prophetic grace This is mouth-to-mouth speech, not mouth to uh, not emotions or by visions like dream. You can bring emotions into a dream, you can bring emotions into a vision, but when it's mouth-to-mouth, there's no emotions involved there. And that's why he had to, uh, 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 he had to, he had to um, deal with Miriam for that matter. Why? I appointed this one for you. And then I gave them authority also. And also, he says what? I, I, I what? I advanced them. When I looked at the world advanced, when I looked at the world advanced, you see, the world advanced, uh, uh, from the English point of view, it looks like, you know, going forward. Amen to Jesus. You know, so most of the times so when God gives me a word, I, I just try to check it through the Hebrew. Now, God says he advanced Moses and Aaron to lead the children of Israel. Translation says he appointed them. He gave them authority. And he chose them. So in other words, the children of Israel had nothing to do in this business. It was totally God's business. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, over, over the years, I've learned to understand that when God does, when God makes a choice, the best thing you can do is to take the choice. 
If you take an alternative, you'll be able to do how to bear the cost of the alternative. Now, the choice of God may come with a lot of pain some of the times, but your choice will come with a lot of destruction. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's why the choice of God is still best. Amen. Even if you don't like it, you go with it. Why? Because he still brings out the best in you. At the end of the day, he still brings out. You still fulfill the purpose of God. And because what are we here doing on earth? We are here just to fulfill his purpose. No matter how much we live, and no matter the uh, what they call it, the, the pleasure and the enjoyment we have, the ultimate remains eternity. Lamb has has gone to meet uh, the Father in eternity. He has done his work. He has gone. He has gone. No matter all the, all the pleasure we have, the ultimate remains eternity. So if eternity is the focus, then it makes us understand that the will of God should be in the priority. Not what we like or what we don't like. And the Bible says that God's sovereign to them, they say, it's the Lord who advanced Moses and Aaron. He advanced Moses and Aaron. One thing they did not understand, when, in the church of Israel, did not understand was that, they didn't understand what it meant for God to advance Moses and Aaron. Number one, from the authority point of view, gave to them. Number two, from the fact that he chose them. Number three, for the fact that he appointed them. Now, they fought that, and a lot of them had issues with that. Amen to Jesus. Now, but another thing they didn't understand was what it meant for God to advance them. Now, and this, what the children of Israel had is the same thing that many of us are having in the church today. We don't understand what it means for God to advance a man. What it means for God to advance the people. What it means for God to do. We don't understand what it for God to even advance us. Praise God forevermore. I, I, I remember years ago, I, I was going through a lot and I told God, I said, God, why did I even choose you? I was in the bathroom and I heard the Lord tell me, Clay, man. I heard him clear. He told me, You didn't choose me. I chose you. So we don't understand what this entails. And so it affects us a great deal. It affects us to be related with people in authority that God places over us. Some of the times it also affects the way we move related with ourselves as individuals. And some of the times it also affects the way we relate with God. Praise God. But if we understand what it means for God to advance a man, if we understand what it means for God to advance a cause, if we understand what it means for God to advance a project, it will help us, you know, follow God with peace and rest. Praise God forevermore. Far beyond God, uh, um, God, the advancement of uh, uh, God advancing uh, Moses and uh, Aaron to be God appointing them, God giving them authority, God choosing them. There's more to it. The word advance is from the Hebrew word asa. Asa means to do, to fashion, to accomplish, to make. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so, when the Bible says, when the Samuel said, Was it not the Lord who advanced Moses and Aaron? He said, Was it not the Lord who did Moses and Aaron what he did to them that made them what did you? Number two, was it not the Lord who fashioned them? And Jesus said, Come and I'll make the Lord make their names to fashion also. Was it not the Lord who fashioned them? So, now when God fashions a man, it doesn't matter what you say and say about the person. It doesn't matter what you think about the person. It doesn't matter how you view the person. God fashions like the potter fashions the clay, and he fashions to his own taste. You may not like the taste, but he's the one who fashions the person. Some people had a problem with Moses. They had a problem. But their problem with him had nothing to do with his assignment. Why? Because it was God who fashioned him. And if 
so when Samuel told them, he also said, Is it not the Lord who accomplished Moses and the Lord? So um, um, I heard somebody said, is very, the minister of the nation is very important. He says, See Moses, he was not ordained. See how his ministry and his life ended. See Joshua, he was ordained. See that man. Where did we get these excuses from? Samuel said, Is it not the Lord who what? Advance Moses and Abraham. No, that was, is it not the moment? Is it not the who accomplished them? So if he said that that means Moses needs an accomplishment, even though God told him no, because you struck the rock, even when you had when you hit, when you told you to speak on the rock, because of that call, you're not into the promised land, you're going to see. And let me tell you something, even the mercy that God showed you to see it was an accomplishment. Now, if God were to be angry with him, if God, as somebody, as somebody, somebody that granted his presence, is talking about no assurance of eternity, and like, ah, how can we be sure? What do, do we know that we're doing something bad that God will be angry with us? What, what did Moses do that God made him angry? So we just keep living, we just keep trying, maybe we'll be maybe we'll not go. And I was trying to explain to you, but you didn't understand. Now, if script after somebody said, was not the Lord, it's the prophet speaking here, but he says, the words of somebody never fell to the ground. If somebody said, was not the Lord who accomplished, Moses, what does that mean? Moses, according to God's plan, lived an accomplishment. God was not angry with Moses on a personal note. God told Moses, he said, you did not exalt me before the people. The issue was the people. These people were problematic people. Now, so anything, they are just a replica of the church of Jesus today. Anything you teach them, anything they see, you don't even need to teach them. Just Show them something, and what happened? They take it as a norm. They take it as a tradition and as a culture. God was trying to teach them how to move from using the rock physically to using the word, telling them that now you can speak to things that they happen. But Moses, in anger, he didn't take them to the next level. And God says, okay, now I'm going to take you out and say, why? Because these people, they are, they are messed up people if you're not careful. Anything you show them, they just stick it like that, and they stick to it like that after all, you are the leader. And so, God did not have a problem with Moses. He had a problem with what the picture that Moses in anger showed to the people. That is why God took him and said, to let you know that I don't have a problem with you, come and see the promised land. But now you have been told, you have been so used to striking the Lord. And for the next level we are, you are going to, you cannot lead the people by the striking. You have to lead the people by the word. Because striking the rock again showed that that was his subconscious way of life. Striking. They have been a shepherd. He used the, 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 the rock and the staff to strike the sheep when he's going astray. So he was a shepherd for 40 years and he has been used to that and he began to use the rock continuously to strike the, the rock. And God said, no, for the next level we are going to, you, are not going to, you cannot lead these people in this way. So what do I do for you? Now, you have dishonored me before the people, but I, have a, I don't have a problem with you. To let these people not get messed up, I'm going to take you out of the picture. And God tells him, come and see the promised land. But you know what matters in the promised land? That's the best I can do for you to show you I love you. Then I'm going to do what? I'm going to bury you. Now, so if something, as someone said, it was the Lord who advanced Moses and Abraham. And he says it was the advanced means to accomplish. It means that it was the Lord who accomplished That means Moses and Abraham lived an accomplished life. They lived a successful life. Whether people believe or people don't believe, oh, Moses is not sitting from Islam. We've had many, many, many arguments, but Samuel, a prophet who is was never fell to the ground, spoke as a prophet who hears God and who speaks of an oracle. And he said, Moses and Abraham were accomplished by the Lord. They lived an accomplished life. Is it not the Lord who accomplished Moses and Abraham? 
when it was time, you know, God could not remove the remove the uh, because once a priest still wears that garment, God cannot um, cannot take it. Said you will be, and if you go to man, then Aaron, you know, Aaron die also. But even in their death, the Bible says, is not the Lord who accomplished Aaron, Moses, and Aaron. They did accomplish life. And then the last word I explain is the word made. They were God made men. So he was trying to make them understand that the people that God used to bring you out of Egypt were one, they were men that God did what he did to them and did what he did for them. Number two, they were men that God fashioned. This king you are asking for, who is fashioning him? <laughs> Number three, they were men that God accomplished his purpose with and accomplished their life. They were accomplishment from God's standpoint. And number four, there were men that God made. God made them. And so he was making them understand, this is how you came. These are the kind of people that led you. The king you are asking for, does he fall under this category? Is he somebody that God is doing something in and going to do something with? Is he somebody that God is fashioning? Is this somebody that God has accomplished? And is this somebody that God has made? Watch out for this thing you're asking for. Watch out. That is why at the end of the day, he told them this thing is not in this category. So what we need to do is turn your sons to soldiers, turn your daughters to cooks, take a portion of your harvest, and you put your large part. A man that is not made by God is made by something else. Actually, it's made by the devil. And the devil cannot make anything, the devil actually makes things. <laughs> Amen. A man that is not accomplished by God is, is destabilized and destroyed. That's why the only person that should have faced Goliath in, in, in Israel, the Bible says, speaking about what he said, was heads and shoulders above everybody. The only person that should have faced Goliath was Saul. But because he was not made by God, because he was not fashioned by God, because he was not accomplished by God, and God was not doing nothing in him. He could not face Goliath. But that small boy of 17, who God was doing something on in the, in the bush, that boy of 17, who God was fashioning, that boy of 17, who God was accomplishing, that boy of 17, who God was making, he came out and faced Goliath. So size and stature is not the matter. What matters is, is the Lord that comes to you. Is the Lord advancing his course in your hand? We came out through men who God advanced. We cannot continue with men who God did not advance. So when God told them, they said, okay, you want the king, okay, you want the king that I have not advanced, no problem. Taste him for a while. But when it's time, I will bring the king that I have advanced to you. And he brought him at the right time. No matter how controversial a man who has been advanced by God, his life may be in God's sight, his life is perfect. The Bible says, I found David my hope, my servant, and with my holy oil, I am not telling. <laughs> and the Bible called it a man after my own heart. With all the errors, the shepherd's son was there. He could not even put his hope in order at a point in time. 
Yet, God called him what? A man after a while. Why? When God advances a man, even with his failures, he still is success before God. What matters the most is for God to advance him. We came out by men who were advanced by God. We cannot continue by men who are not advanced by God. When a man who was not advanced by God began to rule, God showed them that not the one who advanced this one. So Goliath, come and show them. And when Goliath came 40 days, the man who was not advanced by God, who was just standing with head and shoulders high, height for no use. Useless height, useless stature. And God told me, this is what happens when you, when, when you want some things that are irrelevant. You are looking for a king that can fight. Oh yeah, other nations have come. Now you are not even going to do for conquest. Other nations have come to meet you. Fight them now. Oh yeah, Chase you want to go to war. War has come to meet you. Fight war. When you are pursuing things that are irrelevant. Fight war! The king that you got, look at it. He has recruited all of your souls as soon as you push you and fight now. They couldn't fight one thing. Because the king is the one who charges the people. The king is the one who leads the battle. The king in this time could not charge nobody. He couldn't lead no battle. Why? Because he was not a man advanced by God. And I said, anyway, you people united something like you want. I wanted you to live in peace, but united war. So now I'm still going to give you a man an advance, but he's going to fight many wars. David believed that David fought over 60 battles and never lost any war. Well, because of his people, see, his people, his people, his people, his people. Yet they had a man, a leader, a prophet, and a priest who was advanced by God, and they never appreciated him. And let me understand something. Abel, under pressure from the people, he created a golden calf for them. Is that not so? Yet, some may say that was a man that was advanced by God. <laughs> Are you not saying? It was in, and these two men, they lived fulfilled life, they lived accomplished life. They were God made men despite their errors. God uses men that are being made by Him. In the making process, they still have errors, but at the end of the day, they fulfill this desire. When God says it's a mode of advancement, it means it's a mode where He will do things in us, it's a mode where He will keep fashion in us, it's a mode where He will accomplish His purpose in our life, it's a season where He will accomplish our lives. Despite our errors and our flaws, he will accomplish. You see, accomplishment does not mean that there's no mistake. No. Accomplishment means that at the end of the day, it is always at the end of the day. Like they say, the end justifies the At the end of the day, it's meant to stand up. And it's a move that God will keep making us. Remember that Jesus said, I'll make you. And it's still the same thing. It's a season of advancement. Advancement. It's not about God doing something in us. It's not about, in quote, speed. It's not about, in quote, physical, let me say, results or whatever. It's about God doing something in us. It's not that God getting us both to will and to do of his great pleasure. It's about God fashioning us to be his design, what he wants. It's about God accomplishing his will in us. When God accomplishes his will in us, we actually accomplish it. An accomplishment is not a man who quote is successful. An accomplishment is a man who quote has successfully accomplished his will. That's an accomplishment. Are you know what I'm saying? Before Dr. Mouse grew up, the blessed memory passed on. Some, some, was it normal? So a year, year or ten or before that, he was talking of 
on, 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 on the interview and he said, you see, I'm empty, I'm empty. I'm empty. My son, my son is already, already has a PhD. He already runs my organization successfully. He's also a pastor in the church. My daughter also, she has gotten that this. She's the approach money in the ministry, but I'm an organization successfully. So I'm, I'm empty. Not long after then, he passed on. Some said what they wanted to say. Oh, he died at 60. And it was a plane crash. It was my brother. The man was accomplished. Let's try and accomplish our own way. Let's go back. Let's stop arguing about people who are God has accomplished his purpose on earth with them. And they have lived accomplished life. Let us start seeking for God to accomplish his purpose to us. And let us start seeking to live what? Accomplish life. Let's seek to allow God make us. Not society. Not people. Not environment. Let's allow God make us. In this season, is a season where God is doing something in us. It's fashioning us. It's accomplishing, accomplishing his purpose in us. And at the end of the day, he's making us rise up in a few days. The signs of an accomplishment is one authority. Number two, it is chosen by the Lord. Nobody can dispute it. Nobody can dispute the fact that he's chosen by the Lord. Nobody can dispute his authority. Nobody can dispute that he's appointed by the Lord. This morning we are praying and saying, Lord, this month, advance us as individuals, as a ministry, as a denomination, advance us. Go ahead and open your mouth and pray. Ratish kuvavata, eleke pavati berekete beretuata. Tani kado pri atari atado bata sabala tusha. Mani kala jala boko tuli balata shiba atusa. Rebrebe selebebe selebebe ruata. Embriyakatula balata. Eli prontis kebele kita boriyanda balata. Rebrebe selebebe selebebe ruusha balanda balata. Eli Kabutari, Tanaba, 
Thanks for listening, we hope you've been blessed by this teaching. Kindly share your testimonies with us at chumdiohahunaministry at gmail.com. Grace to you. Mm.